This episode of Masters of the Cinematic Universe is brought to you by Mo DeWitt and DeWitt Law Firm. And be sure to check out Monday Morning with Mo every Monday morning on Facebook Live with free answers to your legal questions. Injured in a car accident or dealing with personal injury, Mo can also help you with a workers' compensation case if you're injured on the job. I don't live in Florida, but Mo would be my go-to if I did. And the best part is they take all accident cases on a contingency fee basis. This means that they will take on your case, put up all necessary funds to build your case as strongly as possible, and they only get paid if they're successful in obtaining a settlement for you. There's no fee or obligation to ask about your cases, so contact Mo today. And make sure to follow Mo DeWitt just for his incredible promotional work. He's, he's a man after my own heart. So many pop culture and film references. I've done art for Mo where he's portrayed as Indiana Jones, Charlie Brown, Frosty the Snowman, Zach Morris, Mrs. Doubtfire. I don't know if I'm allowed to say any of that. That's a, uh, that's a legal question. If you're injured on the go, just call Mo.com. Welcome back. We're talking about 1990s classic film, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, a film that warms the cockles of my heart. Deep, deep in the sewers of my heart, man, this fucking movie lives. And uh, we're going to dive right back. Now, when we left off, we had just met these motherfuckers, okay? Getting a sense of who they are as people or as turtles or as mutants or whatever the fuck they are. And, uh, Again, the personalities, they're all there. We we get to see their lair where they live in the sewer. And, you know, they come to uh, their mentor, their father figure, Splinter, real excited. Like, we just fucking had our first fight, you know? And we, we won, and it was awesome. And you get a sense of Splinter. Splinter, again, Kevin Clash does the uh, puppeteering and the voice. The voice, you know, what you would consider to be like a stereotypical Asian uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. kung fu character kind of voice. And uh, maybe that's one aspect of this film that doesn't hold up too, too well over time. Certain lines jump out at me when he's, you know, giving the backstory. And he's like, for baby turtles. And I'm just like, <laughs> oh, man, rough, rough stuff. Um, Joe, if you want to hit this next clip for me, we get a real sense here of the turtles, their personalities, and the whole vibe. All right. Shh, shh. <laughs> we have had our first battle, Master Splinter. They were many, but we kicked. We fought well. Mm -hmm. Were you seen? Mm -mm. In this. You must never lapse. Even those who would be our allies would not understand. Our domain is the shadow. Stray from it reluctantly. For when you do, you must strike hard and fade away. Without a trace. I lost a side. <laughs> it is gone. I can get it back. I can get it back. Raphael. Let it go. Your ninja skills are reaching their peak. Only one truly important lesson remains, but must wait. 
I know it is hard for you here. Good. Underground. Yeah, okay. I want a large, thick crust with double cheese, ham, pepperoni. Your teenage mind's abroad, eager. But you must never stop practicing the art of ninja. The art of invisibility. Oh, but no anchovies. And I mean no anchovies. <laughs> you put anchovies on this thing and you're in big trouble, okay? I call Legend Low. Uh, uh, that'll do. And the clock's ticking, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you are still young. But one day, I will be gone. Use my teachings wisely. I suggest we all meditate now on the events of this evening. Alright, so we talked a little bit about how differently this movie hit now as an adult and yeah. as, a fa- uh, as a father. There is a saying when you have kids, right? Where it's like your most important job as a parent is to teach your children how to live without you, right? And that's heavy shit. And it's, you know, but here's this puppet rat <laughs> and he's basically saying the same thing. And, you know, these, these kids are pretty immature. Like they're not even latching onto what homeboys throwing out there. You know, they're more concerned about the pizza and the fight. And even the most responsible one, Leonardo leads that conversation with like, you know, yeah, we kicked their ass. I, oh, I mean, we, we fought well. Why? Like, so that's stuff that flew over my head as a kid, a hundred percent. And, you know, that's really what, his character arc is in this movie um the star wars of it we get a force ghost later it's nuts it's nuts but um yeah it's just a story about like these these four children and the father is trying to teach them this valuable lesson of, of you know yeah how to get through life it's it's uh, wasn't ready for that nope by the way i had children pizza time <laughs> no anchovies at all, dude. Yes, I, like, did. I did. I, I like how he's like totally valley. like, you know, like totally. And if you put any anchovies on there at all, <laughs> <laughs> you're in big trouble, dude. Like, you're in yeah, big trouble, mister. And be here in 30 minutes or less. Over the top with the California thing. It's nuts, yeah. man. Surprised you don't want to have avocado on that. But that's, yeah. <laughs> I mean,. The avocado typically is the turtle of fruits. <laughs> it's dark green on the outside with a shell. When you cut it open, it's green on the inside. Oh, Jesus Christ. And I, and I mean, when... if you cut an avocado directly in half, the front of it looks like a turtle. It's yellow in the middle with green and then a dark green on the outside. You take me on these journeys, Joe, and it's like, I, you know, <laughs> it's like I'm in the car. I'm like, I don't know where we're going, but somehow we get there and it's fucking incredible every time. That's fucking amazing. What can I say? I have a gift. You have a gift. Um, it's another quick clip, and it, and it happens pretty soon after the one we just listened to. But it does give you a sense of that these kids are not ready to hear what homeboy's laying down. How you doing? Hi. Nice night. Mm-hmm. Pizza dude's got 30 seconds. 
Hey, Mikey, did you ever think about what Splinter said tonight? I mean, about what it would be like. You know, not having him. Hmm. Time's up. Three bucks off. Yep. I mean, yeah. he's got his pr priorities straight. Three, bu three bucks yeah. is three bucks. Three bucks is three bucks, man. Um, yeah, it's just now you heard Corey Feldman there, the voice of Donatello. Yeah, that's that scene is pretty much when you know it's him. Yeah, yeah, very, very, uh, you know, an iconic 80s voice that of Corey Feldman. Mm -hmm. And uh, apparently, he wasn't paid very much to be in this movie, I think like 1500 bucks, something like that was yeah, his right? total, total, uh, you know, contract for this because. I don't know. They convinced him that it was, I mean, it was an independent movie. Also, I mean, like, what kid budget. didn't want to be a fucking Ninja Turtle? Yeah, but I mean, at this point, he's he's pretty well established as, as you know, I don't know. It seems crazy. I mean, they didn't know this movie was going to hit, obviously. Every major movie studio turned this thing down. Disney turned it down. Uh, Fox turned it down. Everybody, you know, it, it ended up being grabbed by uh what is it golden uh i can't even think of the name but it's basically new line cinema what did new line cinema do up to this point like you had a nightmare on elm street and some yeah. some horror like some real low budget horror stuff like i mean it's considered an independent film it was the highest grossing independent film before Blair witch yeah man I, oh. I that was that was a big deal i mean mm -hmm. you're talking about nine years from 90 to 99 the highest grossing indie film yeah. of all time like that's crazy yeah um so yeah cool scene you know sort of iconic if you watch it you notice donatello and michelangelo sitting there michelangelo's eating a popsicle and he's trying to put the stick back in his <laughs> mouth but he kind of keeps oh, yeah. missing <laughs> yeah. that's pretty good mm -hmm. um pizza guy's late you know, cute scene. Uh, while this is going on, Raphael, you know, he he's out of there. He's he puts on his disguise so he can go into the human world and watch a movie. And uh, his disguise is just a trench coat and a fedora, <laughs> yeah, which is beautiful. Like no pants, no shoes, and just so he goes out to see uh, critters. I know which, <laughs> that fucking uh, I, I, critters might even be a new line movie. I don't know, probably. Probably, um, yeah. Yeah. But he walks out and, uh, you know, basically said, who comes up with his stuff? You know? <laughs> and uh, a little fun fact, originally he was supposed to come out of Batman, 1989's Batman. And the line in the script was, cool car, dumb suit. <laughs> <laughs> Which would have been pretty fun. I, I, I like that too. Yeah. Um, but while he's walking out of the theater, he sees some thugs trying to steal from an old woman uh, as they run away or run towards him. He trips him up, gets the purse back, throws it back to the lady, and they escape into Central Park or what is supposed to be Central Park. Um, <clears throat> there they encounter a masked vigilante who introduces himself as Casey Jones, the uh, hockey mask wearing superhero from the comic books. Yeah, he's driving that train high on cocaine. Better watch the speed. <laughs> uh, 
Casey <laughs> Jones, played by Elias Coteus. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he's he's just a guy with like a bunch of fucking secondhand sporting goods equipment. Yeah. And that that's his deal. And he's one of my favorite character actors, Elias Coteus. Yeah. He was uh, he was Vincent Stad in uh, Gattaca. Oh shit! Yeah. Yeah, that was him. Oh, and no. uh, he was in uh, uh, Thin Red Line. No, Thin Blue. No, Thin Red Line. That was the wa- World War II movie uh, done by Terrence Mann. Um, he's just been in a lot of shit, and he's a, he's a very very cool actor. I thought Thin Red Line was that Pixar movie about the panda bear getting its period. No, what was that called? Uh, What was the name of that movie? Turning, turning red, turning Turning red. red. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. It can sometimes be a thick red line. It just depends, Joe. You don't know. (laughs) I guess it's that time of the month. Yeah, you don't know. Hey, God, it's me, Margaret. (laughs) Yeah, Discovery Channel gets Shark Week once a year. Most people get it every month. No, that is, by the way, the the best by far, the best underrated line in fucking Deadpool. (laughs) <laughs> he is covered in blood and he goes hey god it's me margaret <laughs> i lost my shit my kids are looking at me and my boys looking at me like what the fuck is wrong with you what that is, is a like great line <laughs> it is the best underrated line in that whole fucking movie <laughs> that is a fantastic sleeper mm-hmm. line there oh my god i mean it's so ryan reynolds yeah. it's so him that you could just he, he just his name is all over that totally yep. man hi god um <laughs> So we see, you see Casey Jones, and he's uh, he's roughing these thugs up with his you know sports equipment, and Raphael jumps into the scene, and he doesn't like how violent this guy's being. <laughs> yeah, you know? hysterical. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he he's okay yeah. with some ninja violence, but not this level. Right. Oh, penalty! Nires for high sticking. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. So uh, they sort slashing. of get into it. Yeah, get into a little, you know, kerfuffle, a little argument over the proper way to beat people up in Central Park. And uh, Joe, that you want to hit this next clip? Yep. This is Casey versus Raphael. And this is uh, the penalty. Two minutes for slashing, two minutes for hooking, and lest I forget my personal favorite, two minutes for high stick. <laughs> How about a five-minute game misconduct for roughing, pal? Hey, bogey, now who died and made you referee? You did your job, now get out of here and let me do mine. These JV lowlifes need to be taught a lesson. Not like that, they don't. Not from you. Well, it looks like you're the one who needs to be taught a lesson, pal. Class is pain 101. Your instructor's Casey Jones. Look, I don't want to fight you. Well... Tough rocks, pal. <laughs> a Jose can say go back. Tell me. You didn't pay money for this. That's so good. Stupid one sale, pal. Hey, what are you? Some sort of punker? Huh? God, I hate punkers. Especially bald ones with green makeup. We wear masks over ugly faces. Strike one. Whiffer. Home run. Raphael wins. One. Nothing. Well, good game, roundhead. Cricket. 
cricket? Nobody understands cricket. You gotta know what a crumpet is to understand cricket. I'll teach you. Six months. Slow freak, I got work to do. Freak! Freak! What the heck was that? Looked like sort of a big title in a trench coat. <laughs> You're gonna look out of you, right? Come back here! I'm not finished with you! Damn! <laughs> Damn, number three. I, I extended oh. the clip just to get the dam in there because you cut it off before that, and I was like, nah, we're going all the way to the dam. I appreciate that. He also caught the cabbie, which yeah. was just a chef's kiss, you know, of like quintessential stereotypical New York cabbie. Unfazed by the human yeah. turtle. I don't know. It looked like some kind of toil. A trench coat. You go to LaGuardia, right? A like, toil. <laughs> yeah. That is so stereotypical Brooklyn accent. And so we didn't mention that the pizza delivery guy from the scene before was one of the turtles, and so was the guy in the back seat of the car. Yeah. Well, the cab yeah. was one of the guys who played, didn't voice them, but uh, played guys the, in the, the suit. physical turtle in the yeah. suit. Yeah. So this was this was kind of neat, man. Like this was again stuff we were used to seeing as kids writ large, you know, with Casey yeah. Jones and stuff. Um, when when Raphael gets back to the sewer, it's very much a kid coming home from a party, having gotten into a fight, and uh, you know his dad wants to talk to him. And I didn't pull the audio from it; it's kind of long, but it's a strangely tender scene between yeah. this rubber turtle head and this rap <laughs> and it's you know he's basically telling him like you're so angry man and i've tried to channel that anger and you know you're different from your other brothers your siblings like you choose to face these battles alone but i i need you to know that you're not alone that i'm always here with you this is stuff that's very close to making me cry while i'm watching it and i'm aware of how silly that sounds <laughs> You know, but it is what it is. That's just, uh, that's where I'm at. Uh, the next day, April O'Neil pays a visit to the chief of police after a report where she's criticized by Chief Stearns, uh, played by Raymond Sarah. Um, she's basically like calling out his inability to deal with the threat. And he does not like this at all, man. Um, and, <laughs> Is she she's put her nose into his business, you know, about the crime wave and all of that. So that sort of starts the the thread for April's character. Um, she walks to the subway to go home, and it's there that she's confronted by a team of thieves dressed in ninja garb. Because of course, the big bad in the movie sees her news report yeah. and throws a knife at the TV, all fucking Elvis Presley style and shit. And, you know, basically orders his goons to shut her up because she's getting too close. So they pay her visit. And again, real rough scene. Like the the Foot Clan guy walks up to her and says, I have a message and puts his hand out and fucking open hand slaps her. Hard. That caught me off guard so much. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, you know, God that's damn. like hardcore shit. 
And then he just goes, shut it. Yeah. Like, Jesus Christ. Dude. Um, she tries to fight back first with uh, the side that she saved from the earlier scene. Uh, but they instantly knock that shit out of her hand. She doesn't know what she's doing with it. So then she just takes her purse and starts swinging it around. But they they knock her out cold. I mean, it was there's some brutal violence against yeah. women. In this well, I mean, movie. that could be part of what pissed off Henson. I mean, yeah, that totally. scene is rough, you know. Yeah, definitely, definitely. You know, and it's funny because when when the shredder tells the goons to silence her, you know, you obviously think, all right, he wants her dead. But yeah, you wasn't kidding. That's what he wanted. <laughs> shut it. But they were still yeah. brutal. They were even more brutal. It's like weird. It's like messed up. Yeah, very. Uh, a very. Again, this is some of that adult stuff we were talking about, yeah. man. In this kids movie, it's like, oh my god, this is intense, man. Um, so she's knocked out. Raphael, he's been sort of following because he wants his his sigh back and uh, he's in disguise still so no one can see you know that it's wonderful like that the trench coat and the hat thing i don't know why it makes me laugh the way it does um but it's just it's fucking hilarious i don't know if it's like a commentary on new york like you could look like that and just put a hat on and no one would give you a second glance um which i guess is true to an extent like maybe in the east village in the in the 80s or 90s but i don't know so, or if you're superman you just throw some glasses on <laughs> yeah yeah totally it's 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 in that vein um so he he comes in he beats up all of the uh the foot clan guys and you know they escape him in april he just grabs her unconscious body and they jump down when a train goes by and go down into one of the tunnels but we got one very very industrious foot clan leader guy who sees it and follows so Raphael heads back to the turtles hideout and uh with april of course and everybody's shocked and and everybody's you know like this is a fucking breach of turtle protocol if you ever had one (laughs) you're not to be seen let alone bring a human being into your lair so anyone that like reports on the news yeah yeah like this is the worst human being to bring into your lair um you want to hit this next clip this is Raphael explaining why he's rescued this woman are you crazy yeah Leo I'm crazy okay a loony okay okay why 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 oh I don't know because I wanted to redecorate, you know, a couple throw pillows, a TV news reporter. What do you think? <laughs> mm. Raphael, what are you uh, doing? She got jumped in the subway. I had to bring her here. It's the news lady. Can we keep her? <laughs> bring water, cold washcloth, pillow. Far out. He's about to waterboard her. <laughs> that would be so fucked up. <laughs> Out of context audio. Yeah, you are. Okay, um, now those guys in the black pajamas, they jumped me. And, and that rat, 
I saw you in the parking lot. That explains you. And you guys, um... Hmm? <laughs> I have no idea where you came from. <laughs> if you will please just sit down and calm yourself, I will tell you where we came from. He talks? It is really quite simple, Miss O'Neill. <laughs> and he knows my name. Perfect. Fifteen years ago. Why don't I ever dream of Harrison Ford? <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> a man is straight exasperated yo seriously i want to play that audio like just pull that audio out of context and just oh, play geez. it for somebody to see what they think is happening <laughs> yeah that was uh you know it's it's funny i never really thought of it that way but holy shit and you just hear it and don't see it <clears throat> um yeah see so we get like the whole backstory and for those not in the know um, this is the daredevil shit we were talking about. This is uh, also a lot of splinter talk, and it's a lot of you, you caught some of it there with like Kevin Clash doing that like you know very bad Asian speak situation. Um, so 15 years ago, Splinter had been living in the sewers after he was separated from his master Hamato Yoshi when he discovered four baby turtles uh they were moving around in some kind of toxic waste herds them into a coffee can and they uh quickly grew larger eventually walking on two feet and talking he too began to grow and uh you know he says particularly in intellect like, <laughs> um so he begins to train the turtles and what he knew of the martial art of ninjutsu he gives them names reflecting on famous Renaissance artists, Raphael, Leonardo, Michelangelo, and Donatello. Um, he also gives each turtle weapon, the sai, the, the uh, katana, the stick, or the bow staff, and the uh, nunchaku. Um, so yeah, basically you just come to understand why this, this human noid rat is raising these turtles it all makes sense right like it's pretty, <laughs> like yeah we don't we don't balk at that explanation that all tracks um the turtles then escort april home and they hang out with her this is a kind of like the first friend they've made you know in their lives and uh you know they're getting along pretty well with her um you know the whole reason they even went to the apartment is because she mentioned she had frozen pizza to, you know, which Michelangelo played at double speed, got super excited. They play with film speed a lot in this movie. And anytime you see one of these turtles fight, apparently it's being filmed at like two and a half speed. It's so weird. You know, they're very heavy. It's like a 70 pound suit and it looked too clunky. So they had to play with the speed to make it look exciting and ninja. -y. That makes sense. Sure. So there, you, you notice a lot of that, um, you know, as the movie plays, there's, there's a lot of speeding up, a lot of slowing down. It's, it's kind of strange. Um, so, yeah, they're hanging out. You got Michelangelo doing uh, Rocky impressions and, <laughs> and, you know, he starts to get into Cagney and Raphael's like, oh, God, not Cag. You a dirty rat. <laughs> like, just. April just, thought yeah. it was great. <laughs> yeah, she was loving it, man. Um is kind of a kind of a cute scene they're hanging out for so long right by the time they get back um 
we realize that their lair has been broken into and Splinter is missing. And this, of course, ties back to the foot soldier guy who followed Raphael home. So with nowhere else to go, they return sullen to April's apartment and spend the night. Um, I have to admit that I was a little distracted when that scene came up, when they went back, you know, to their lair. And I thought Splinter was dead. I'm like, what the fuck? They killed Splinter already. <laughs> <laughs> this is stupid. I mean, so then, far, they're they're ruthless, man. They're slapping women, you know. Yeah, that's what I mean. I was like, all right, he's yeah. dead. That's fucking stupid. I mean. Wouldn't put it know. past them to kill a giant rat. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, we get a new character, kind of new character, played by Michael Turney. His name's Danny. And he's the teenage son of april o'neill's boss he is uh he's actually a thief and he's working with the foot clan you see him earlier in the movie um you know lifting wallets and and passing them on to ninjas and stuff he's always wearing a sid vicious t-shirt yeah um you know different sid vicious t-shirts but always sid vicious so i feel like that was like a movie producer being like you know what a kid's like (laughs) i know yeah this is in the 70s it's the 90s yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. um but it is what it is he's a rebel right so he just he fucking loves sid i don't know um so this is again sort of our side story he's he's a teenager he's a thief um he gets picked up by the cops he's a ginger he's a ginger <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> And the only reason he gets let off the hook is because of who his dad is. And, you know, the chief of police sees this as an opportunity to get this April woman off his dick. Like, all right, you know, it's all subtext. Like, this is all stuff that flew over my head as a kid, too. It's just like, uh, all right. Um, But the understanding is I'll let your kid go if you tell this woman to leave me alone. So they show up at her apartment the next day so that he can kind of, like, tell her to back off in a roundabout way i think he phrases it as like you know maybe you need some help or maybe you need a day off or like just shut the fuck up please you know yeah saying it without saying it um while they're in the apartment danny notices because they all do their ninja hide which is cool as soon as someone knocks she's like oh you got to get the fuck out of they're already gone because that's what they do they hide so they come in danny sees michelangelo in the mirror like hiding under a table it turns around and it's just a stuffed animal. Hmm. Um, so there's some cool like near misses in this, yeah. in this scene. It's like the uh, whole, um, uh, Leslie, uh, the fuck the movie just watched behind the mask where he's oh, like, Leslie Vernon. Yeah. Leslie Vernon, where he's like, I'm hiding over here and she thinks she sees them, but she doesn't see it. <laughs> While this is going on, too, Danny takes the opportunity to steal some money out of April's wallet. Like yeah. a real fucking scumbag. As one does. Um, so they leave, and while they're driving home, the father, his name is Charles, he starts to confront Danny about, you know, all the stealing and all the, all the bullshit. And uh, Danny's had enough. He gets out the car and runs away. And where he runs to is the base of operations for the foot clan for shredder the coolest fucking place ever yeah yeah they should have played that song that should have been the song that played when they went there by the way even though the song they played was good Mm -hmm. i think it's Mm -hmm. a missed opportunity 
he goes to basically Hourglass Brewing in Longwood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does look like, except for the the half pipe. Yeah, they they are yeah. missing a half pipe. They need that. But they, you know, he's in this. It's like an abandoned warehouse near the harbor, and you know, there's all of this like stolen gear. There was a box that said crate. I was like, yes. You know what? It reminded me very much of of a Burton Batman. Yeah, yeah. Like it was this cartoony, yeah, uh, like fun zone. It was like it was like a Dave and Buster's before Dave and Buster's existed. Yeah, for these <laughs> these wayward kids, and yeah. it was like it, it looked like the best time ever. I don't so, know. I just expect them to start drinking and smoking cigars and turning into donkeys. You know, it's funny you mentioned that. That's very much what some of these scenes were based on. Was was the Pinocchio? Thing. The Pleasure Island. Yeah. yeah, the Pleasure Island with the kids gambling and shit. Yeah, like that was. Pinocchio that was, is one of the most fucked up stories ever. Yeah, it's pretty. That bad. story is fucked up. Like, <laughs> there's like, oh, I can't. Is sex trafficking and everything going on in that fucking story? Anyway. Yeah. Was Sorry, like, not <laughs> not sex. Jepedophile. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Yeah, you know yeah. the funny thing was, Joe. Like I, I remember Pinocchio as a kid, but of course that all went over my head. Yeah. And then when I started looking into it, when the fucking uh, who just did the live action Pinocchio was that uh, oh, Spielberg? Uh, no, it was uh, Zemeckis. Zemeckis. Yeah. And then I read about the shit that like Zemeckis kept in that movie that should not have been in that fucking movie. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> there's like some there's the sex trafficking shit. The only thing he did was, was the root beer in the books. And such, it was all boys. So to make it okay, he made boys and girls <laughs> being sex I'm, I'm still really pissed they didn't make Jim Rash Geppetto. No, I don't know. Anyway, but uh, and then I could have my my art from Art of Eric Ramone, my Geppetto yeah, art. I digress. Yeah, yeah. sorry. No, it's it, it's. But no, it's, like you're not far off, Joe. Now, like I, I have an, I have a newfound respect for your pedophile because that's just weird. <laughs> Word oh, I never I, thought Doug would say. <laughs> right. I gotta, I gotta do another non sequitur, but I'm gonna spring a movie on you on YouTube because of this movie. So the kid who plays Danny, I did, mm-hmm. I did a little like cast, you know, exploration on him to see what else he had done, and I don't even know how good this movie really is but there's a movie i watched in the late 80s it's called spike of bensonhurst i've never heard this kid was in i hadn't thought about it since i had seen it but when it came out i watched it like four or five times on vhs okay it's the dumbest fucking he's a he's a a brooklyn kid who wants to be a boxer and he falls in love with a rich girl who turns out to be a mob boss's daughter and Ernest oh. Borgnine is the fucking mob boss. Oh, and he gets all fucked up. And I just remember at the end, there's some kind of fucking musical number. Like it's this. So I, I'm, I want to, I want to put that on the list and not watch it until we all watch it together. Yeah. Cause it could be the worst fucking thing ever, but I just remember being so enthralled with this movie when it came out. So that's definitely going on the list. Spike of Bensonhurst. And I oh, want to see if I can find the Danny, the Danny actor. Yeah, so. that's exciting, dude. Yes. I hope it's bad. I <laughs> Oh, I got it. I got it. I got a big feeling it's just awful. Like yeah. awful. And I just want to I want to be able to watch it and question my fucking sanity. Like why did you think this was okay? Yeah, I don't do know. I just don't know cuz it's got to be dated as hell. 
Like it's gotta be like eighties Bensonhurst Brooklyn. And let me lay it out. Like Bensonhurst, it's a cool place to hang out and get a pizza. But if you're not from Bensonhurst, regardless of the color of your skin, you get looked on like, what the fuck are you doing here? Like I would have to go in and fix the copiers and, and the locals were looking like, what the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> but it was more like, yo, what the fuck are you doing here? Yo, what you are know? you doing here, asshole? You know, because, you know, it was Howard Beach where Gotti was and it was Bensonhurst. Those were the two fucking hotspots. And Howard Beach was the same way. Like they would, they would, I'd sit at McDonald's eating lunch <laughs> between calls and like the, the guys are looking at me like, what the fuck are you doing here? What, why are you here? So anyway, uh, we're going to watch Spike at Bensonhurst. That's coming. I'm going to add that soon. Hell yeah, man. Yep. Uh, where were we? Uh, b- 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 so, uh, oh yeah. So, we also got the, uh, the head goon at this point <laughs> played by one Sam Rockwell. Who's like 12 yeah, years right? old. <laughs> a uh, young, young Sam Rockwell. Yeah. Yeah. This was like, I mean, he had been in a couple of movies. I mean, and he's only, he's only listed as head thug. He's not, he doesn't even have a name. Yeah. I mean, cause I mean, seems right. Cause usually he's just guy. No, that's true. <laughs> 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 Good reference. I like that. Um, but yeah, this is one of his obviously early roles cause he was a child, but yeah. it's cool to see him. He does. He does a lot with a little in this movie, you know, with a, a oh, absolutely. teeny tiny role, you know, he you can see he, it. Yeah, yeah, it comes across. Um, so yeah, we're we're in Hourglass Brewing, and you know we get to see all the fun shit going on. Um, as a kid watching this movie, like this was the dream. Yeah, like, the place looks just so much fucking fun. imagine, you know, arcade yeah. games and you know menthol cigarettes, like everything you could possibly. Want. The one kid playing the bass without an amp, he's like, yeah, yeah just he just looked fucking. like he was actually playing that shit though. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. he was he was jamming on that thing. I saw yeah. I saw Eric look like that the other day when he played that that Tysco. Yeah, yeah, that was me. That was yeah, me. yeah. You know, just fucking. You know, it's funny. I shit on myself as a player, and I ain't lying. You shit on yourself, and you're so fucking wrong. It's not. I know funny. you're really good. Like you are really good, and that, uh, that's no joke and no shit. I'm a fucking hack. No, right? and I'm fine. No, no. But listen, I'm fine with that. I'm not being self-deprecating. I'm fine with what I do because it gives me joy. But you fucking good. Dude. Yeah. Okay. And the funny so part is I talk myself up and I suck. No, no, Joe. Well, that's <laughs> bullshit too. All right. Now you just Yeah, that is bullshit. Too. That is bullshit. But I've been Eric, in a room man, with stop you. Stop shitting on yourself, man, because you can fucking play. All right. Thank you, so man. You need to, I, you need to yeah. stop that shit. I'm going to yell at you when you do it. We need to All have right. the band already. I could take that. Yeah. I Right? I think I think Can we call can to, we call our band ch ch cheese? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not mad at it, dude. I'm not mad at it. Uh, that would be good. I yeah. could get behind that. Oh, thank you, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, I I try. I, just, I try. I needed to get that out there, especially with like cuz you've been posting a lot more videos lately yeah. with the guitars you've been building and shit and that bass the bass video just solidified that shit. You're, yeah. you're fucking good. And you need, I agree. you need to embrace that because that'll mean you'll only get better. Like right. you'll only, you'll get better. Cause now you realize that people are talking you shit up because you're good. Okay. okay. I like this. Yeah. Anyway. I'm feeling more confident. Right. I like, I like where this is going. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. Let me wipe my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> I feel so much better, man. Thank you. Um, no, that's, I appreciate All that. Right. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. So, uh, yeah, back at Hourglass Brewing again. We're, we're 
Longwood, Florida. If you want this kind of vibe, this is where you go. Um, so these are all outcast kids. Like these are all runaways and like, you know, mostly teens. Um, we get to see like an amphitheater situation where the leader comes out. So it's very cult-like and shit. Uh, this is where you see Master Shredder, the big bad in the movie, played by James Saito. Yep. What Joseph Orokosaki. By... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Interestingly enough, though, voiced by another dude. Uh, yeah, named... that's fucking weird. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know why. I don't know why, but voiced by a guy named uh, David McCharron. I don't know. Yeah, that's because hysterical. All like Asian accents have to be fake in this uh, in this movie. Right? Yeah, I think that's. I think... <laughs> I think that's what it is, man. They just, you know, I don't know why, like, but know, for some reason, when I saw him, all I could think about was the guy from um, Iron Chef, the, 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 um, the chairman. Oh, what's his name? Yeah. 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 Cuisine. Can you yeah. imagine? They're like, hey, James, we like what you're doing here, but it's just not Asian enough for us. We, yeah. we got this guy, David Macharin, though. He's going to, you know, come in the booth and just punch it up a little bit. Jesus Christ. See, I'm just hoping that, like, he was offended by the whole thing when they asked him because he's a, he's American. Guy was born here. Yeah. And I'm just hoping that like he just stood up and said, fuck you. I'm not doing a stupid fake Asian accent. Get yeah. someone else and I'll play the part. I, I, I Probably not. But that's what I'm hoping anyway, because it's all bullshit, you know. And I noticed, too, it, it the voice that they went with was very Vadery. You know what I mean? Yes, it was. Definitely. Definitely. And it's funny that it's Vadery because one of the first lines he delivers joe if you want to hit this next clip is fucking straight out of star wars man money cannot buy the honor which you have earned tonight you make us all proud only effort discipline Loyalty earned the right to wear the dragon doji. You are here because the outside world rejects you. This is your family. I am your father. (laughs) I want you all to become full members of the foot. There is a new enemy. Freaks of nature who interfere with our business. You are my eyes and ears. Find them. Together we will punish these creatures. These turtles. 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 I love it. Together we will... I, I expect, you know, together we will rule the galaxy. Yes, hundred percent, man. Like, yeah. um, also, when we were talking about Daredevil connections, mm-hmm. because they got Splinter tied up in the back of this uh, warehouse. Splinter is named Splinter because Daredevil's mentor was named Stick. Yep. Shit. That's a- another little. <laughs> so another this is little- so, all right. So get. I'm sorry. You probably already talked about this, but I'm vegging out. And I was a little tipsy anyway. So the turtle started as a comic? Yes. Okay. So that's this is the the lore, the backstory from the comic, mm-hmm. is that it's mm-hmm. tied to Daredevil. In a unlicensed way. Yeah, yeah, a, no, 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 yeah, no. Yeah. And I, yep. yeah, okay. No, I just wanted to, I just want to understand. 
And listen, as far as Shredder goes, he's like one of the first ambiguous villains. Like, you know how we, we obviously talked ad nauseum about Marvel doing the ambiguous villains. What he's talking about there is like, he's not wrong. Yeah. You got yeah. a bunch of, you know, you got a large population of disenfranchised youth, especially in the early 90s, late 80s. And he's he's a father figure for them. He's given them a place to be because their mm-hmm. families have shunned them, you know, because they may have been a little rambunctious or whatever. And so, you know, his motives are fucked up, but he ain't wrong. Yep. So it's like, it's interesting how that's like, you know, two decades before Marvel even thought about it. Hey, granted, I mean, it, it, ambiguous villains are not a Marvel thing, but you know what I mean? It's brought to the forefront with that whole franchise. And like, he, that's what he was. Shredder was like, you know, he was a dude. No, it's to a mean, meets to an end. And, you know, yeah, he's definitely able to touch the nerve of these kids. So. Oh, for sure. Anyway, I mean, you get, you get the impression totally that these kids, you know, like I said, a lot of runaways, like it's just a lot of troubled yeah. kids Absolutely. and he's providing this environment, which is a fucking dream for like a young teenage kid. There's, there's even a scene where this kid bumps into the, like his main enforcer yeah and the enforcer looks at him he's just like play like yeah exactly this is all set up to keep yeah. you guys content and happy so that you know you will do the bad stuff that we want you to do and you won't question it too much how bad is even the bad stuff yeah it's not some it's, fucking it, world takeover plan i mean he's stealing yeah. shit he's You're having just, him steal shit yeah he's making money on it yeah, like that's what he's doing. He's not fucking Doctor Evil. <laughs> a few crates, you know, a few amps, crates and, and crates. You, know, the, you know, we might make you slap a few women around. Though. That's where <laughs> okay. it gets a little. Scary, All right, it gets you know? a little. You know, like, it crosses a <laughs> line here and there, but it's yeah. not like he's trying to fucking you know for a billion dollars or anything. He's just right. fucking yeah. doing stuff, and he's giving these kids a home. So. Yep, I could anyway. I could totally see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, so when he gives this speech and he mentions the totals. This, this is when Danny speaks up because he remembers seeing that weird turtle thing in April's apartment and he sees this as an opportunity to get in with this guy like I know something um, so we cut back to April's apartment turtles are watching the news uh, while April is updating all the recent thefts and she sends out like a little personal thank you to Raphael for saving her all, all these turtles are like really into April by the way Every time they see her on TV, they're just like, man, she's a fucking babe. Like, she is so hot. And, uh, you know, it it opens up the possibility for the adult film parody, which, guess what, guys? Like, (laughs) it exists. That's all. Listen, I don't fucking doubt that at all, you know? But they are into uh, April. There's also uh, an argument over what to do. You know, Raphael and, and Leonardo were button heads because with Splinter gone, like, who's the leader? What, what's the plan? How are they going to get him back? Raphael is rash. He wants to act. Leonardo is, you know, a little bit more, let's just wait it out and see what happens. Um, Raphael's had enough of this bullshit, so he goes to the roof where he's sort of just, like, venting and yelling damn and stuff and karate kicking. Um he gets ambushed by the Foot Clan ninjas. And uh, just so happens, Casey Jones is on a rooftop, you know, across the way and sees him through a pair of binoculars. He was up there doing some Batman stuff. I don't know what he was doing. 
or he's just a voyeur. I don't know. It's, <laughs> I don't know. Um, but Raphael gets into this this big fight, you know, this big like tent pole fight scene on the top of this roof with these uh, Foot Clan guys, and it's really well done, man. Like the suit, the turtle suit is convincing. Uh, again, it might be the way it was filmed or the the way the film was sped up, but he's like flipping and rolling around, and it it looks better than CGI. It's 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 it holds up today, which is saying yeah, a lot. Definitely. Um, but it's it again. It's too many people, and he starts to get his ass kicked. And eventually, they throw him through the, uh, you know, the shop, like through the uh, the window or whatever. And it becomes this big. Like this seems to be where most of the millions of dollars in the budget were spent. <laughs> it's just like this big um, scale fight with the with the turtles, the remaining ones, because Raphael is knocked the fuck out. So the other three, and you got April in there, and they're tearing the place apart, and some really funny physical gags, like some, um, you know, there's good comedy in there. They start using axes to, like, try to chop at the turtles, and Michelangelo tells them, like, the only thing safe in the forest would be the fucking trees. You know? <laughs> um, yeah, it's just a lot of fun. Casey Jones shows up to save the day towards the end of this fight while the, you know, the building's burning and everything's going to shit. And uh, they escape together as like a, a sort of for the first time united crew. Um, yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed this part of the movie, man. Again, it seems like they blew their load. Like there was so much stunt work and so much going on. Um that it makes sense that like the next 20 minutes were sort of quiet <laughs> as you yes, watch this thing. Exactly. Um, <clears throat> but it is what it is. Um, when they escape, they escape in like a, what was that? It was like a VW van or something. It's like, uh, yeah, it's a shit van. I think they, van. yeah, they kept it nondescript. I didn't want to pay Volkswagen. <laughs> it, was, it was sort of along those lines, you know, it's a hippie van. I think that was their attempt at the turtle van, which was the iconic yep. Ninja Turtle. Oh, I didn't know it was a van. Um, it was, yeah. Yellow and green with a big shell in the front. A big shell, yeah. yeah. They, you know. Let me explain to the audience that I missed the window on the turtles because, like, my oldest son, Tim, was born a year after this came out. So, like, this is why, like, you know, Eric and Joe definitely connect with this and I hadn't seen it because I just missed that window. And, you know, as my kids grew up, they did watch the cartoon because that, you know, went on for a long time. So the turtles were in the house, but not on this level. So this is why it's all new to me. But I kind of love that, man, because it's, it's like, um, I mean, this, this shit means so much to me and, and obviously to Joe too, because we grew up with it. Correct. Yeah. So I feel like one of my kids right now, when they come to me with the shit that they're into, like like Minecraft or something, and they're really <laughs> trying to convey like the passion, like why yeah. this is the best thing ever. I, I've never related more to that than in this moment because I'm like, you don't understand. They had a van. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. It was fucking awesome. You know, my they, parents just shit all over the stuff I brought. Kids, so <laughs> it's great. Yeah. Well, we're gonna anyway. we're gonna I'm, we're gonna change the whole yeah. You're gonna be my enthused dad in this moment. Excellent. 
rewrite history and shit. <laughs> um, so yeah, they escape and where they end up going is, is I guess their attempt at like upstate New York. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly. Um, which I, I guess is actually North Carolina. Um, so they get to this farm that's in April's family. She hasn't been there for years. It's all in disrepair, but it's a good place for them to sort of, you know, take a step back, hide out, you know, regroup, do all that shit. Um, by the way, Danny is the reason that, you know, they were ambushed and that fucking April's home is now burning to the ground. Right. And he watches this happen. And everything, man. She lost everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the little bastard just watches it and you can see the conflict start to arise in him, but you know, like too little, too late, Danny, Jesus Christ. Right. Yeah. Sid vicious. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so they're at the farm movie movie does slow down a little bit, but there's some good stuff in there. Raphael is still unconscious and Leonardo is, is sort of providing like a vigil. Um, April gives you a sort of a voiceover monologue telling you what happens in like a, a diary sketch form tells you what's going on with all the turtles um, you see Donatello bonding with Casey Jones they're, they're calling each other names working on the van trying to get it running or the <laughs> truck the alphabet of fucking ranks it was great yeah um, you also get to see like some meet cute shit between Casey Jones and April O'Neil yeah even more so than before like we've already had a villain say i am your father we've already had like this kind of yoda um ishness of splinter Mm -hmm. this next scene i'm gonna have joe play for you this is just fucking han solo and princess leia pretty much you mentioned this in in the chat and you nailed it yeah 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 it's crazy how it's so similar can you fix it? Does that answer your question? I mean, the block's got a crack in it the size of the San Andreas. Wonderful. Uh, well, I guess I've got some walking to do. What for? Our nearest neighbor's about four miles away. I need to get to a phone, and I need to call my boss. You mean Charles? How did you know that? Well, he left a message on your machine just before we got out. And? Well, hey, you just saved yourself an eight-mile round tripper. Uh, you were fired. I'm... I just saved myself? Yeah. Uh-oh. What did you do? Did you take classes in insensitivity? Hey, I was just trying to break it to you easy. Oh, well, you failed miserably. Hey, Brodzilla, you won't even be standing here if it weren't for me, okay? Oh, and what do you want? Do you want to thank you? No. It's me who should thank you for that privilege, right? Fine. Yeah. Thank you. No, thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. What can I say except you're welcome? Gosh, it's kind of like moonlighting, isn't it? Do you guys get that reference? I do. I do. Oh, okay, because that's as accurate as the Han and Leia thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's the totally. fucking relationship between Civil Shepherd and Bruce Willis characters. Oh. Just, I mean, that was our fucking jam, Eric and I, when we first got married. We loved that show. No, Moonlighting. See, that was a reference that yeah. I did not get as a kid. Yeah. But I, no, but exactly. I, 
can yes. now appreciate for sure. But yeah. Yep. So yeah, it's 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 all feeling very Star Wars at this point. Like, I was expecting to call a princess and do the whole shit. Um, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm on like not sacred night. So I'm moonlighting, right? Their uh, assistant, I forget the actor's name. She so she was in the show, she had a boyfriend. They were married in real life for like a hundred fucking years. Oh, okay. And he was uh he was in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. He's the morgue guy in Fast Times. No, he was the teacher, the okay, anatomy okay. teacher. He's a really odd looking dude. But I I'm sorry, I don't know why the fuck I brought this up. <laughs> they were married in real life, right? They might have met on the show. I don't know, but uh, oh shit, pr- proceed. <laughs> I didn't know that. That is, I I just dove deep into the well of useless knowledge. <laughs> I'm coming back up for air. Go ahead. Please, we just Eric. went in the fucking New York City sewers of fucking. Uh, exactly. Oh, no. I got a sewers thing too. Go ahead. But you, we'll do that. We'll do that in a bit. Maybe we'll I'll save that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, they, they're they training at the farm, right? Like the turtles are doing their thing. Um, they cut a lot of this footage out. And it's interesting when you go back and watch it. Um, you know, the things that made it, the things that didn't. Um, you initially got a lot more um, sort of character study and it's almost a shame that it's not in the final cut of the movie. I won't get too much into it, but if you want to seek it out, you know, it's all searchable on, on mm-hmm. YouTube or whatever. Um, there was a, a bit that I loved with Michelangelo cause he's such a goofy mm-hmm. fucking character and he took Splinter being gone really hard. Like he, he captain America as a fucking punching bag in the barn and really? you, get, you get to see some despair out of him. Um, so Why I, I kind of wish, I don't know. I wish it, I wish it was in, man. I really do. Um, I, I'm not sure. But uh, if you want to find it, it's out there. Because unlike some movies, Jaws, they know when to make a movie shorter. Yeah, <laughs> and not just put a bunch of bullshit Because an hour scenes. and 45 minutes is a fucking war and peace epic. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Jaws is over sure. two hours for some fucking sure. reason. No, no, it's not. It felt like it. It felt like it. <laughs> Only to you, buddy. Only to you. God, that movie's so long and boring. Only to you. So uh Leo, Leonardo, leader of the team, he he takes upon himself to meditate because that was something that Splinter always tried to instill. So he meditates and he sees this vision of Splinter and he freaks out and he tells his brothers, like, he's you know, he's alive, he's alive. By the way, Raphael comes too and they have um, a, a sort of beautiful brother moment where he gets to tell him like I'm sorry I was such a dick to you um, I don't really want you gone like just heartwarming stuff so they decide to meditate together and they have this sort of profound vision of their father this giant rat and if it couldn't have been more Star Wars before right <laughs> right it is, it is now full, yeah, uh, Forest Ghost. So, Joe, if you want to hit this next clip for me, this is Splinter uh, in his vision. I am proud of you, my sons. Tonight, you have learned the final and greatest truth of the ninja that ultimate 
Mastery comes not of the body, but of the mind. Together, there is nothing your four minds cannot accomplish. Help each other, draw upon one another, and always remember the true force that binds you. The same as that which brought me here tonight. That which I gladly return with my final words. I love you all. My sons. Come on, man. <laughs> Don't laugh at the crying rubber turtles, man. Nah, dude, that was a heavy. <laughs> Chicken fucking ruined it. Why did, why did it's always got to be a leave? cock to ruin it. Why did they leave that in? The fucking chicken just killed the moon. You know, it it, it kind of does. Yeah. Look, I mean, Doug, if you thought I was gonna pull the cock out, you were wrong. <laughs> he always leaves it in. You know this. Yeah. You know this. No pull outs for Joe. So we're gonna leave you there with some emotional heaviness out of these uh, fucking rubber turtle suits. Join us for part three in the finale of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And uh, we're going to wrap this thing up in style. Hey guys, we've got to that point in the show where we need to start depending on listeners like you to help keep this thing going. What are we, fucking PBS? Oh yeah, you know it. I'm LeVar Burton. I wanted to be LeVar. Fuck. All right. I caught it first. Yeah, I'm hosting we- Jeopardy. Are you, though? Listen, guys, we we need your help. Uh, To help keep the lights on, as they say, uh, we are launching our Patreon for Masters of the Cinematic Universe. Yes. Yes. And we have uh, different tiers that you can sign up for and pledge to, just like PBS. Um, You get some different real cool gifts and prizes and merch, uh, depending on the tier that you sign up for. Oh, we got all the tiers. Oh, yeah. You can either be... A friend it, of the show, a oh. friend with benefits. Ooh. We just we could start to get serious, or you could just put a ring on it already. Yeah. Ooh, damn. And if you uh, if you exceed that amount, uh, you know we'll send you some not safe for work picks if, if you want. <laughs> it's not safe for your eyes picks in my case, but I'll say for anything picks. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, guys, check out uh, Patreon.com/slash/MOTCU. Uh, take a look at well, all the different tiers that we're offering. Lots of cool uh, swag coming your way from stickers to t-shirts to getting to pick the film that we uh, talk about. Yeah. The yeah. tiers started at a dollar. A dollar a month. Come on, what? folks. That's it? Yep. One buck to get in on that on that number one tier. And all with right. that, you even get the live chat with us anytime you want, as well as a shout out on every episode. Right. So, come on, that's less than a cup of coffee a month. Jesus, what a steal. Yeah, guys, right? check it out. Again, patreon.com slash M-O-T-C-U. And then, enjoy this week's movie.